could it be possible to imagine a a one world nation like uh, planet Earth that we're citizens of, or is that is it too big and too many people and it'd get too unwieldy or too many different cultures, too many different ideas about what rights we should have or how resources should be well, shared? Well, we're kind of, again, we're doing it on a micro level now in the United States. I mean, the United States, uh, you, you, you know, you travel around this country, you, you think you're not in the same world, you right. know, between, you know, yeah. from East state Coast to, to West state, Coast. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 110 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft-brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. You can catch new episodes weekly as the Reverends Shannon Meacham, Ogan Holder, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, and yes, usually with a good brew in hand. You can help support us and show some love for Pub Theology Live by becoming a supporter on Patreon. We get all kinds of different levels. You can get into shot glass, full pint, growler, you know, to help us keep this show going. Maybe get yourself some swag. Plus, plus certain levels, you will get exclusive long form interview content with some special guests. Our first interview is up with Reverend Beth Sabinski. And I think I pronounced that correctly. I always butcher her last name, Sabensi, Skabensky, whatever. Uh, she, she lets me get away with it. Um, and she talks about her, her new book, her new book, Where Is God When We Hurt? Um, uh, relaying her grief experience. But the conversation we have is just, I mean, it's, 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 it's heartwarming. We laugh, we cry, uh, we vent. It's, you got to check it out. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty great. And you can sign up at patreon.com slash pt live and we got to give a shout out to our current patrons Derek, joe julie paula sean i think that's it did i miss one no i think i think that's it the first week we launched this we started with one and then the next week we had two and then we had five i think this is a great exponential rate of increase let's keep it going 10 folks next week here we go <laughs> i love it we i know can do it i believe in you people you can do it you can join our conversation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using hashtag PTLive. Follow at Pub Theology on those flat, 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 platforms. <laughs> <laughs> that was difficult today. Platforms. I don't know what happened. Um, check out video clips from the show on IGTV, which is Instagram's TV, or watch us on YouTube for extra content. You can leave us a voicemail at 980-PT-LIVE-0 or 980-785-4830. Or if none of that works for you, you can email us at info at pubtheology.com. Yeah, we'll, we'll even take archaic forms of communication. So uh, <laughs> if you want to resort to snail mail, I don't know if we have a P.O. box yet, but we'll work we really on that. Don't mail us. 
<laughs> don't mail us. We can mail you stuff. But we'll no. mail you. Exactly. <laughs> Become a Patreon supporter and we'll mail you. Exactly. We'll mail you stuff. Well, today we ask, is a world without borders possible? Is it even desirable? We'll discuss the current U.S. border situation, the recent tear gassing, and we'll also talk uh, illegal entry in general, as well as hospitality and the biblical call to uh, welcome the stranger and how does that apply to uh, situations regarding borders and immigration and all of that. Well, what are we drinking today, our fine friends? And do you have one highlight from your Thanksgiving that you'd like to share? I'll let Shannon go first while I think of something. <laughs> All right. I am drinking uh, Lagutas Brewing Company. If I can get it open. Um, little something, something male. Oh, little Ooh. something, something. Little something, something for you. Love some Lagunitas. Good. Yeah. And um, my sister and my two nieces were here for Thanksgiving. And, oh, so here's my special highlight. It doesn't have to do with the meal, but the kids... Um, you know, they all got together and they were all off school together. So what did they do but sit around and play school together? And I was I like, I saw that picture. That was hilarious. <laughs> like they played school for hours. And I was like, you're okay. What? Like you're, I was, so we were all, all the adults were joking that like, oh, tomorrow let's go play work. <laughs> like we decided <laughs> against it. We decided no, we're not going to go play work. So. You know, when you play school, it's really all about, getting a turn to be the teacher, be the one in control. Exactly. And awesome. you know what, as a parent, it's really fun to listen to them um, pretend to be the teacher so that you can like hear what they think teachers sound like and like their interpretation right. of what the teacher does is very amusing. And my sister is a teacher, so she was very amused by this. There you go. Nice. Um, I got me, this will be an interesting show because this is a pint. A quadruple big bad Baptist. Oh boy. Wow. Bruin. Have you eaten yet today? <laughs> I did I did I did break my intermittent fast. So I got oh, Okay, good. All right. <laughs> Imperial stout aged whiskey and rum barrels with roasted cacao nibs, almond flavor, barrel aged coffee beans, barrel aged coconut, and barrel aged almond. It sounds like there's a whole lot going on in here. Sounds like there's a whole barrel of stuff in there. There's a whole barrel of stuff. <laughs> it's a 2018 rare, rare release. Mm. All right, so nice. exciting. Oh my God, I could smell the coconut. Seriously. Okay, I'm just sniffing on this one. Um, Thanksgiving highlights. So we, we, uh, we talked a little bit about this in, in the pre-show um, that we aren't crazy about turkey if we really want to admit it. It's not a tasty bird. But my highlight was, and I'll, I'll mention this again here, um, leaving um, Severna Park where I went with uh, my girlfriend, Sarah, and her family. And at 8 o'clock in the morning, stopping at Royal Farms gas station and getting some of their fried chicken. Oh. Basically eating fried chicken at 8 in the morning. And for gas station fried chicken, it is pretty damn good. So good. It's <laughs> so good. Say, I was pleasantly surprised. It is a regular rotation in our house. I had like I had no idea. I mean, there's no Royal Farms up here, so I don't. No. I, no, it's like a local chain. But I think I think what I'll do next year when we go down, on the way to the house, pick up a couple pick of eight packs. Yep. Eight, eight pieces for eight bucks, people. 
Yep. I should contact him about being a sponsor. Um, <laughs> and, and take it with me. So, you know, for those of us who are like, you know, we want something with a little, a little more oomph than, than dry turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'd say in Turkey's defense, I mean, that's what the uh, cranberry sauce and gravy are for, you know, to just put it gravy, over the top. stuffing. See, I, I don't stuffing. eat the turkey without gravy and stuffing on the fork. Like, yeah. And maybe a little mashed potato and green right. bean. Exactly. So you're like, saying the turkey is really just like a carrier agent? It yeah. is. It's like a healthier biscuit. Healthier yes. biscuit. <laughs> exactly. Turkey, the healthy biscuit. The healthy biscuit. <laughs> Show title. The um, lean meat biscuit. <laughs> but all all that being said, um, the, the Thanksgiving meal was absolutely delicious. And for the two days after, I literally just um, lay in the recliner, ate, drank, and read books. Like nice. two days straight. I don't remember the last time that happened. It was glorious. Good. Nice, nice. Well, if you follow uh, follow us on Instagram, you'll already know what I'm drinking. I'm having uh, Bell's Best Brown Ale, which I was keeping cool outside my new environs here. This is our first uh, episode where Brian is recording from the shed. So from the big shed. Woohoo! I love that Brian refers to himself in the third person now. Right. Get, get, a, get a working shed, and he gets and he gets all fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know, no fake, no more fake wall. No more fake farewell, fake wall. And I thought no you might fake. pin it up behind you, like as I was a. Tempted. We actually carried it out of the house today and kind of yeah. just threw it in the garage. But I was tempted to set it oh, up behind. But like I was, I was totally thinking you would set it up behind. But I'm gonna miss that wall. Yeah. And if you want uh, a fuller view of the shed, tune into our pre-show on YouTube, and you can see sort of the bookshelves and some of the behind. Uh, that's happening. So I had a little different uh, Thanksgiving than usual. Uh, a little sadder in a number of ways. My sister uh, lost her battle to cancer uh, the weekend prior to Thanksgiving. And so I was down in North Carolina with my parents and my brother and, and my sister's children. And um, But we had, despite the sadness, a uh, beautiful Thanksgiving. A number of my sister's friends who were in town for the funeral joined joined us for Thanksgiving and it really was a uh, time to give thanks for uh, all the th good things we do have as well as the memories that my sister uh, gave all of us. So it was a, it was a difficult time, but still so much to, to be thankful for. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there, but uh, also grateful for Hugh who filled in for me a couple weeks ago and stay tuned for that episode dropping soon. Yeah, we had a good conversation last week, but we did miss you. We did. And I have no memory of what we talked about last week, but... <clears throat> you know, nationalism. Was, oh, yeah, that's right. Well, and as it turns out, it might have been two weeks ago because we took Thanksgiving week off. Oh, that's right. Why, it was two weeks ago. That's You're why right. it feels like... Man, it's all blending so together, long. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The holidays come okay. things feel right. out of sorts. Okay. We're, we're back. So where are we this week? What are we we're doing? back. <laughs> so we are talking we're illegal... Back. Illegal entry, um, borders, but first we want to start with, have you ever trespassed or entered a building or a space that you weren't supposed to, and what happened? So my, my most vivid memory of this was, um, I guess technically not trespassing, but it was breaking into my own house. I was a kid. We were in Barbados, and 
um, the a lot of the houses in Barbados to just like like you know the wrought iron bars and the windows and stuff like that. You know, we lived in an area that, that had some crime, um, and apparently we got locked out. We we got home late one night. I must have been because my brother was a baby, so I must have been like anywhere from like maybe ten or eleven or something. So we get home. It's pitch black. No lights are on. And my mom says, I think I left the back door unlocked. It might have been unlocked. Climb over the fence and go see. Now, the problem was, at this point in time, my mother loved to raise dogs. And we had two Dobermans and a German Shepherd. So I get boosted over the fence. It is pitch black. And I am tiptoeing along the side of the house and calling the dogs names. I don't hear anything. And I round the corner around the back of the house. All of a sudden I see three pairs of glowing eyes and I hear the growling and the snarling and I panic (laughs) and I turn around and I haul ass back and these dogs are chasing me and I am screaming and I'm yelling, the dogs are trying to eat me. And I'm just like, you know, scale the fence. It was, uh, it was not pretty. I've been, I've been afraid of dogs ever since. Oh. Especially wow. big dogs. I wouldn't say I'm afraid of them. I just like to. You just get a little, like. Exactly. This is why we've never owned a dog that I couldn't pick up with one hand. Very... <laughs> nice. Yeah, to get out of hand, you know, I can just literally. See, I'm, I'm, I'm all about, yeah. But, but yeah, I'm not. After that, never try to break into anything. Right. Brian, have you ever trespassed or? Well, uh, I was trying to think of this. I'm sure I've been several places where I wasn't supposed to be, but the one that comes to mind is in high school. We were, we were um, at some town along Lake Michigan and there was a Coast Guard station there and there was a small building that had signs on it that said U.S. property um, entry not permitted or something or do not enter something like that. And we, we figured out how to get into the building, which I think was a, you know, glorified um, storage shed for, you know, Coast Guard stuff. Uh, But as a souvenir, we, we took the sign off and stole the sign, which said us property do not enter. You can put that in your shed behind you. Cause we thought that'd be cool (laughs) to put like on our, you know, in our fork or something or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, you know, didn't get caught, did broke in and stole something, but uh, I won't name where exactly that was. And hopefully all is forgotten and forgiven. Right. Sure. Of course. So I remember, um, (laughs) so we, you know, in high school, this is always in high school, right? You get your car, but you don't like have your own place to go. Like, so you end up, so, um, there was this place down by this Creek in the kind of the middle of the, this dirt road or not, it wasn't really dirt, but it was this country road that we would go down and we would drive way too fast down this road. And, you know, after some event, we would go hang out by the Creek, like, cause it was very deserted and we just, we were teenagers and wanted a place to hang out. And so two of my friends decided they had, a, he had a Jeep, um, and uh he decided to go it was fall he decided to go mudden do you all know what mudden is yes <laughs> mudden right so you drive in circles around like these fields that have been 
you know, whatever. Muddy. Muddy, right. So you, so they're driving around in all these circles and they're doing all this stuff and they, they drive past us and they go um, down a little bit of ways and, and they, then they come back and they park with us and then a, a cop comes by <laughs> because, you know, they didn't turn off their headlights when they did this. So the people in surrounding houses, it's pitch black and, you know, they're watching on the lights go like this. So they call the cops and so the cops are like, you know, we've gotten reports of blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I'm like, no, officer, absolutely not. We would never do anything like that. That's crazy. And um, the cop drives away and I turn around and the Jeep is behind me, not only covered in mud, but a corn stalk is, is like sticking out of the wheel well, like this far <laughs> from like the field. <laughs> and like my friend like pulls the corn stalk out and throws it back in the field. So. Oh dear. Yeah. So you're, so this is stuck on the vehicle when you're talking to the officer. When I'm talking to the cop, yeah. <laughs> it's like sticking out of the wheel well, like a good two feet, like these corn, you know. Yeah. The dry yeah. husks from, yeah. <laughs> what gives you that idea, officer? Right. Why would you ever think, why would you think we would ever do anything like that? <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm, you know, I've, been TPing, you know, right. TP people's houses. Yes. Trespass to do that. Um, these aren't the corn stalks you're looking for. These, right, exactly. These, these, we would never, we would <laughs> never, sir. We would never do that. Whatever. Yeah. Very you know, good. fun times. Um, we got a few uh, uh, responses on the Twitters. Yes. Uh, Sister Mary Clarence talks about. Uh, Climbing in narrow spiral staircase with no railing at her Victorian era built college, all the way to the top, probably five or six stories. And she gets to the top and the door is locked. So a little anticlimactic there. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, Sister Mary was a little bit of go. a, you know, a little. Uh, grateful Walkman. I was wandering in the church I grew up in, was politely tossed out by security guard. Mm, um, I've never broken into the church before. <laughs> One by the handle de tout mon ame. My French is bad. There are forbidden tunnels under Georgetown University, and I, perfectly behaved young adult, felt like a hardened criminal when I followed some friends down into them one night. Nice, and nice. An, uh, my favorite, Unvirtuous Abbey. Shout out to Unvirtuous Abbey. I have sat in a pew that was not mine and was killed repeatedly <laughs> by stabbing glares. <laughs> that, that was hilarious. Nice. That's perfect. Yes. Yes. And that that happens, man. The it the does. Uh, the uh, unassigned assigned seat in in church. It's real. And, and how does unvirtuous Abby get like eighty four likes to their to their tweet like that? Uh, you know, it's all about numbers. They, I'm they kidding. Have, they, they have. I, I know how they do it. It helps me have forty thousand followers. Uh, exactly. Right. <laughs> like we're getting there. Percentage wise, <laughs> we're getting plus, there. Plus, plus they're funny. <laughs> ah, yeah. Funny, funny helps. I mean, as someone who has been retreated by them, it, it does not help, you know, or it helps your, you know, it boosts it your, right. Never, right. I can't talk today, guys. <laughs> I'm having a Anna rough was drinking time. Pre-show, if you're wondering what's happening. I was not drinking pre-show. <laughs> I really wanted to drink pre-show. Too, too much of that yummy sage stuffing. I am, I am, I will fully admit, I am exhausted from Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like I am still dealing with that. 
and Advent is coming and I'm freaking well, out. There's, it's busy. It's, you know, it's a different kind of busy. And, it is a very a different, different kind of, of energy. And yeah. Yeah. Totally. Especially when you're hosting, when, when it's at your house, it's just. Yeah. Mean. Hosting is very different than, yeah. you know, showing up. And again, yeah. I really enjoy hosting, but it, it's a def, it's definitely got a different energy. For sure. So uh, what gives nations the right to control who can cross their borders? If we thought about it uh, more broadly, couldn't we just say that every human being is a citizen of planet Earth and therefore as a citizen of Earth has sort of equal rights to uh, goods, resources, the stuff of Earth? Um, yeah. What, uh, you know, what purpose do borders serve positively and what do they, what trouble do they create negatively? Um, so, so when you talk about human, you know, rights, there is a universal declaration of human rights um, that you can look up. There's a whole, there's a whole thing, but um but yes, we do. We do have, I think, intrinsic rights as as human beings. Now, um, but the question is about what gives a nation the right to control who they cross their borders. I think every nation does have the right to say, you know, here, here, here is who we've agreed to to live as a people, and if you want to come live with us, essentially, you gotta agree to those terms, whatever they are. Um, and I think we do have a right to check and see based on your past and where you're coming from, if it looks like you can uphold those or not. So I think they do have a right, um, to, to check and see. Um, but I also think they have a responsibility to do it, um, ethically, um, and to, to be a safe haven for people who are coming from places that are not safe havens. Um, and I also think there's also a certain obligation if you're the country that helped to create the unsafe haven that the people are fleeing from. So lots of, lots of levels there. Yeah. What do you think, Shannon? Uh, do, do, should nations be able to um, sort of exercise right of who can and cannot enter? I mean, if you're going to have nations, then yes, right? <laughs> like, let's just yeah, it's put that out there. Basic, right? Right. Like, if you're going to assume that there are rights to borders, then yes, you have rights to allow people in or out. You, what you don't have a right to do is make a law that says that you know immigrants and refu or and refugees are welcome, and here's the process, and then say only some but not others, right? Right. Like you're either going to have that process or you're not going to have that process. Um, and, you know, I, th I think, it, and we don't have to skip ahead to this, but I, I do think the conversations are intertwined as we have this conversation as when you look at it as when I go to another country to work or to even play right for travel the rights that I think that I should be allowed to have versus like what's happening in America right now or what's happening in other countries right now. And, and that's a question down the line, but I, I just think they're so intertwined there. Do I think they have the right? Absolutely. Like what's the benefit of borders is, is governance and constitution. That's, that's the right. benefit. Same thing with churches. 
and I really, I really kind of have to think about this in a church way because it's a little bit on a smaller scale that I do understand better than the macro scale of a whole country. Yeah. So what? Like is the not benefit? everyone's a member of your church, right? There's, right. There's not everyone's a, a member. Of, so what's the what's the benefit of being a member of a church? What's the benefit of a a church, certain church being a member of a denomination? So that's kind of in my mind, I have a rationale for that less so than where I was born. Therefore I'm an American, right? Like, that. And, and, and let's be clear with church is not just membership or non-membership. You know, there, there are times when there are individuals that you have to say, you're not welcome here. And, and it's, it's often a hard choice to make. And fortunately those, I think for most churches are few and far between, but but well, that, and this that is happens too, and 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 to your point of, of of the, that you were making, it's it, it's about here 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 are the not just societal norms, but here's here's the norms and the agreements, right? As a as a community have agreed upon, and yes. and we're violating those. It's causing potential harm to others. Right. People don't feel safe. Right. So, so I'm. I, yeah. I mean, I'm part of a connectional denomination, right? So my denomination has a constitution that we follow like we are not congregationalists so my congregation has certain decisions they can make but um they they look to the larger body which would we would consider a state right. and then the larger body of that which we would consider a country if you're yep. going to make that parallel to make certain laws for us and we look to them to do that and the benefit of that is that we are better together, right? We are better in a body with different different thoughts, different minds, different people coming together. We are better like that. The, the disadvantage of is that there might be some laws that are made that we don't agree with. So for years, I was under, I was bound to this constitution that said I couldn't marry gay and lesbian couples. I completely did not agree with that but I was bound to that law by my ordination and by my standing right. now. And, and, and you work from within to change that. And we did and thank God and all that stuff. But nonetheless, that's, that's the disadvantage where to your point, Ogan, the you're not welcome here, you know, and I've said this before, we use very careful language. I've always used very careful language to say, you are always welcome here. That behavior may not be welcome here. Right? right, which is what you were saying, right? Yes, yes that, yes. that behavior is not welcome here. This is not how we treat each other here. So in, in some ways, that's, if you're going to equate that to what's going on right now at the border, you are welcome here. Come on in as someone seeking asylum. However, once you're in, you're going to have to follow the norms and laws of this country. And you're going to have to follow this procedure of seeking asylum. That's maybe, the equation. Yeah, and maybe part of the struggle right now over views on border and immigration and all and refugees and all of that is 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 a um, preemptive characterization of people seeking to come here as being blanketly um, seeking trouble and blanketly going to not follow our laws and going to resort to crime and be a negative presence in our nation. And I think that to many of us, I think the three of us would certainly say that is completely unfair. Many of these people are fleeing 
horrible situations, which as Ogan alluded to, our nation has, has had a hand in creating the disturbance from the nations uh, that they're fleeing. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And I just, I, I just put that into that context. Cause again, that's, it's a micro scale. I understand better, I think, than a, the macro scale of what we're talking right. about. And, that, and that's helpful, but could it, could it be possible to imagine a, a one world nation like uh, planet earth that we're citizens of, or is that, is it too big and too many people and it'd get too unwieldy or too many different cultures, too many different ideas about what rights we should have or how resources should be well, shared? Well, we're kind of, again, we're doing it on a micro level now in the United States. I mean, the United States, uh, you, you know, you travel around this country, you, you think you're not in the same world, you know, right. between, you know, yeah. from East state Coast to, to West state, Coast. Really. <laughs> yeah. From, from the South to the North, the Midwest, like they're, they're whole different countries onto themselves. And then you have states that have their own state laws, as Shannon alluded to, uh, mentioned earlier, state laws and federal laws that seemingly sometimes contradict each other. You know, uh, the obvious example is when it comes to like marijuana usage. Um, by the way, here in Massachusetts, you know, they, they had passed last year um, uh, to have recreational marijuana. And only this year, the first two shops um, opened in, in, in the Boston area. Um, they opened the day before Thanksgiving, two shops. And they made between the two shops about four, over 420 grand. Whoa. In one day. Are you trying to get us to come visit you, Ogan? Is that what's happening? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, why don't we just like legalize this thing federally and everybody make a ton of money? For well, and and tax-wise, it's doing well for the oh, state. My, it's, it's you know. but, yeah. but anyways. Also, new show sponsor. There you go. Ooh, that's a great idea. You know, they do make drinks. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yes, <laughs> no. yes We can talk about that later. Um, um, <laughs> that's a whole other show. Hi times with with the pub theology. <laughs> hi pub times theology with pub theology. There you go. Pub, pub theology, theology. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> so, but um, so I think I think we? that's already happening, and I think we can yeah. see we can see how well or unwell it's working. Now imagine imagine the 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 and now sometimes the disconnect disparity differences that that we have in the United States and blow that up to. to to the entire world, right. um, you know, what, how, how does governance work? Who agrees and what? So, um, I I I think what will happen before that is we all come to a consensus as a planet about keeping the planet um, from burning itself up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, we we will probably come to some consensus on 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 reducing pollution, um, helping out with climate change. Um, we'll come to some consensus about other things, um, protecting nature, all that kind of stuff before I think we can get to, to that place. Right. But I mean, so there is international yeah. law, right? Yeah. Like yeah. There, there is now a lot of international law is still being written because it's, it's so young compared to, you know, right. borders and states and things like that. But, but that exists at least. Yeah. And is the United Nations a sort of embryonic attempt at at creating a more cohesive um, structure over over all the nations of Earth? Right. I guess it is, but does that do we see that moving beyond that? Sort of like United Nations, or I mean, sort of like the European Union was an attempt to bring all these 
independent nations of Europe together. And, and that's gone with mixed success, wouldn't you say? Right. Yeah, I think I think we will we will get there. We don't have a we probably won't have a choice given the population growth that we're experiencing, and and you know thanks to the internet, how hyper connected we are, right. um, and so I don't I think we're going to get there. I want to go back something to something you said earlier, Brian, about um, y- you know we do have these laws about you know immigration, but but we also have an administration that it's not pro immigration. So while they're not suspending laws, they're making it more difficult. Um, there was a great tweet by newly uh, elected to Congress, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, youngest, youngest member ever elected to Congress out of New York. And she says, what if instead of sending 5,000 troops to the border, we sent 5,000 caseworkers to review and process visa applications? Yeah. And this was part of the frustration with the, the with the the quote unquote storming of the right. border is because there was a frustration of how slow these these applications were being processed because there's not enough people there to do it. Mm-hmm. There's five thousand people, and the report that I read is like they might be going through a hundred of these a day. Do the right. math; like people are gonna be there for a while well, and we've known they've been coming for weeks we've known they've right? been coming right but it's for been, weeks it's and, been... I, and i it came up so i'm doing the narrative lectionary right now and, and it came up in the narrative lectionary a few weeks ago about um it was isaiah's swords into plowshares right and, mm-hmm. and it was the sunday before thanksgiving and i was talking a little bit about you know greeting other family members that believe differently than you politically but right. that that you have a choice to make. You can show up with a sword ready to fight, or you can show up with a plowshare, which which is a tool that begins a lot of work. Like it's a lot of work to plant and to sow and to reap, but like that's a tool to do that versus a tool for violence and, you know, cutting right. down the other person. And that was the prayer that day is that like, we know they're coming, the question then is, what are we going to show up with? And clearly, we showed up with swords, right? Right, because we're not the the the, the current policy is not one of, ooh, here's people in need. How can we meet them at their need? Right. Here's uh, some food. Here's some blankets. Right. Here's let's, some more people figure out. to help yeah. help them process. Um, so yeah. So when you, I mean, I, I think it goes to show when you prepare for trouble, you're gonna get trouble. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, how, how do our laws in the U S compare to other nations in terms of the rights or entitlements that we give to law abiding non-citizens? And maybe Ogan can answer this, at least from his own experience. Um, in this well, country. I've had a grand time being in this country. It's been swell. because. <laughs> I was gonna say, how's that citizen application going in there? Okay. Oh my God, I have my uh, I have my uh, study for the citizenship test booklet. I should go get that and, and quiz you guys. Yeah, you oh should because I probably Ooh, would fail. I, I was gonna say, I don't know <laughs> if I would pass. <laughs> uh, Only by an accident of history do I have citizenship here. Well, they're, right. they're, they're, random, they're, random. This is slightly different, but. Um, Apparently now in Maryland, after a certain age, you have to retake your driver's, like the written exam. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, oh crap, I would totally fail that. (laughs) Like I probably wouldn't, but like, 
there's still yeah. that anxiety like gets lifted. So when you talk about that, I'm like, I don't know if I, I could pass that. Yeah, you know? like I did pass once. Because it's that yeah. once passed, sure. always passed. Hey, what did you pass right. once? The drivers or the citizenship? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think so. The citizenship for you know whatever, like you have to pass some sort of social studies, yeah. you know, whatever test at some point. So if you graduate from a, if you graduate from an American high school and you took history of, you know, or whatever, social, I don't know what they call, they call social studies something else now. Civics. Civics. And so if you pass that, that test or a certain level of that test, you are, you've passed the, the citizenship exam or whatever, but you know, I don't know. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen some of those Jimmy Kimmel man on the street interviews. Oh, people are so dumb. My favorite. <laughs> what's the one, what's the man channel or whatever that people, they went around and got every, got all these women to sign this petition against the suffrage movement. I forgot. Um, and they were like, Oh, the man show, right? Like yeah. the man show. And they went out to the streets of New York and made people, they all signed these petitions to end women's suffrage. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whatever. Yeah, y'all talk. Yeah, y'all talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna go get that book. Okay, you go oh, get the book. He's off. All right. I off. I think this is actually gonna be interesting, but yeah, whatever. I, so do I, you, what's the what's the what's the TV show like? Are you smarter than a fifth grader or something? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Brian, have you ever traveled outside the U.S.? Yep, yep. I've been a number of places in Europe. I lived in Turkey for a year. I've okay. Been to Jordan, Israel. So how did did you like did you experience like did that experience change anything how you think about being a foreigner in a foreign land? Um I mean, I you know, I think my time in Turkey is probably the best experience because I lived there for you know more than a little while so i think that gave me the sense of what it was like to live and and work in a place where i wasn't a citizen and and i was really struck by um the hospitality and that it wasn't difficult and you know we sometimes think of other countries as not doing it right or particularly a, a sort of borderline middle eastern country as somewhere you never want to be and i was i had no trouble being there i was on a tourist visa um and uh, so I had no official trouble, uh, and the right. people themselves were so hospitable and welcoming and enthusiastic. Like it, it was really, it was fantastic. And I know I've seen much worse happen in my own country to people who sure. who aren't citizens here. So, you know, sometimes we assume, oh, we do it best or we've got it best here, and that's not always the case. Nope. Yeah, but, and I mean, I mean, the most uh, this is until recently, but the most time I've spent outside the New U.S. is in Cuba, and, and I had specific, I was on a religious visa for a specific purpose going to our sister church, but right. you know, same, same thing. Like there was no, even with the government, which has a whole different, you know, there's a whole different side of that there. Um, there wasn't really hostility even, mm. you know, there was no, um, now there, you know, people, people have been detained and they have questioned and, and right. most of the questioning is, um, you know, are you bringing, like, are are you trying to convert somehow people to this American way of life? Are you are you bringing huge amounts of money in? Are you trying to buy your way in? Like, that's a lot of the questioning, you know. And particularly yeah. there, where there's been travel restrictions, you know, Absolutely. for a long yeah. time. So that's an interesting. 
Exactly. And yet, like Canadians, lots of Germans vacation, like vacation there, right. you know, things right. like that. So speaking of uh, speaking of uh, converting and foreign countries, what do y'all what do y'all's thoughts about that missionary who got killed on the Indian island there? <laughs> I mean, I, I just I'm sorry. Like, there's a case where if you're going to argue that people get autonomy over their land. Right. And you have to respect that they have the right. I mean, like then you've entered that land on your own risk. Right. Does that mean like you no, can't, no. you can't think that the people coming from Honduras are evil and terrible and satanic in some way and therefore should be tear gassed and killed. And this guy not be right. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, it's like, it's, I think it's tragic that someone died. I always think it's tragic that someone died. You know what? You know what? It's it it's called calling the herd. You know, like <clears throat> that. I, I, that. What are we? What are we? Survival of the fittest. I was gonna say, morning. wow. I didn't say survival <laughs> of the fittest. I said calling the herd. Charlie Darwin over here. No, no, those are two different things entirely. <laughs> those are two different oh, things. If 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 for some reason you feel like you need to go where you've been expressly forbidden to go, you know, call back to our opening question to try to tell a bunch of people that they're wrong. Like, I mean, you get what's coming to you. Hey, children, <laughs> go where I send thee. <laughs> oh. Yeah, boy, why didn't I have that question on the sheet this week? That's you know, that's that's all right. Pertinent but, question. but you know what? That's I think that's part of the whole Christian arrogance. You know? uh, absolutely. That's manifest destiny right there. Right there. Yeah. Right there. All right, give us a good question, Ogan. We're ready. Yeah, give us something oh, from oh. the uh, We're ready for the quiz. So the here's, first president of the United States was George Washington. Here's what it looks like. It is surprisingly thin. <laughs> it is larger than I, I thought it would be like a little pamphlet. Like I thought yeah, it would be. I mean, here's a, here's a tip though. You, the, they're not looking for responses are not pass or poor. You have to, you know. That's right. There you That's go. Right. Right. I would love it on a sheet. I'm sorry, I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll pour this one out. I'll pour this one. So, so I'm I'm gonna start with some with some. Does it ask you who the president? Don't show me the thing again. Who are the presidents on Mount Rushmore? Let's see: Washington, Lincoln, Roosevelt. Who else? Say what did you say again? Washington, Washington, Lincoln, Lincoln. Uh huh. Roosevelt. Uh -huh. Jefferson. There you go. Jefferson. There you Ooh. go. Jefferson. Okay, that's <laughs> that's not a question. All right, it's not a question. It's on the cover. <laughs> It's just a picture. You pass. Calm down. Shannon, you pass. All right. All right. Here's a, here's a, we'll start with a hard one. I got three out of four. What is the name of the president of the United States now? No. Stop. <laughs> I kid you not. I, I feel like I really don't want to answer. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, do I have to write his name? All right. What, what, what does the president's cabinet do? I don't know. Get advice, indicted. Advice, advice. Yeah, the get president. indicted. Get indicted. Make pleadings. <laughs> Talk to Mueller. What, what, what is the highest court in the United States? The Supreme Court. The highest score? I think the that was 62 court. points this weekend. <clears throat> the highest Monday night football game was this past week. For All right. Who lived in America before the Europeans arrived? Um, the Native Americans. The Native Americans. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of what group of what group of people was taken to America and sold to slaves? 
I kid you not. These are, um, are really, these, these are the questions. Are these, these real are questions? questions. Yeah. All right. Well, it's, it's going to get tougher. All right. Here's a tougher one. Okay. Let's, I was going to say. Those were the softball ones. Who did we commit genocide against? Who did we enslave? <laughs> who did we not commit genocide against? Yeah, really. <laughs> when was the constitution written? 1776. Oh. Nope. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, nope. oh, the constitution. What? 1787. Correct. 1787. Oh, I was thinking the Declaration of Independence. Boom. The Federalist Papers supported the passage of the U.S. Constitution. Name one of the writers of the Federalist Papers. I just watched National Treasure with Nick Cage. So I'm, ready for, <laughs> I'm ready for all of these. <laughs> okay. The Federalist Papers. Who name. wrote the Federalist Papers? Yeah, name one of them. Just Thomas one. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> nope. Oh, um, the Federalist Papers. I'll, I'll give you a clue. You want a clue? Here, Benjamin a, Franklin. Nope. Here's here. Andrew well, Jerry. let's see. No. No. Uh, there's an, he didn't there's write a great, things. There's a great musical about him right now. Oh, so Hamilton. There you go. Oh, I was thinking Hamilton. Hamilton. He was a huge Federalist. But I just, yeah, my brain, you know. Yeah. This so, is your yeah. brain on citizenship questions. All right. <laughs> Um, who did the United States fight in World War II? Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. Uh, I'm, I'm still world. not done with Man in the High Castle. So I'll get back to you. So the Germans and uh -huh. the Japanese and the Vietnamese and the Vietcom and Russia and... What are you doing? No. Those are all the people they fought. No. Yes. He said in World War II, not since World, World, World War II. Not, not in the okay we're watching we're watching ken burns's you know vietnam thing and like okay. yes it tracks back to world war ii so in world war ii actually russia were, was an ally remember no of the united states an <laughs> uneasy ally the enemy of my enemy is a friend yeah so uh, it was so i had to watch you're missing the death italy. of stalin the other day oh you're missing italy and italy. i was on, yeah, Mussolini. I was, I was on exactly and uh oh, right you know. right. right. I was on. I thought Stalin and Mussolini were like together. I'm so confused. No. They may have started out that way, but then they had a they had a falling out. Oh, they had a falling out. Okay, yeah. so I was on a Faith and Focus podcast um, with Jason Chestnut and Tracy. Oh gosh, I forgot Tracy's last name. And and they made me watch the death of Stalin. And so like, nice. I was all confused. Wait, they well, made you watch that in preparation for the podcast? Like, so it's. It's a podcast where you watch a movie and then you immediately talk about it. Uh, I, what? Love yeah. It. And I was just like, I was like, okay, I don't know anything about Stalin. I, I'm just <laughs> like, glad. I know that, nothing about. I'm <laughs> glad this podcast doesn't make me work that hard. <laughs> it's, it's your turn to answer, Shannon. Why are you Stalin? Oh, why am I Stalin? <laughs> why, does, why does the flag have 13 stripes? The thirteen colonies, the thirteen original colonies. 13 colonies. Do you have to learn that song? Do you have to learn the fifty nifty United States song in order uh, to pass this test? There are no song. There are no songs required here. I can there's, still say all the states in order. There's a speaking, reading, and writing portion of the test. I thought you were going to say rhyming. No. <laughs> there's a rapping portion. <laughs> Wait, do I have to take this? This is for, I have to demonstrate an understanding of the English language. English is my native native language. What, what do I have to demonstrate? So that? do you remember that quiz that was going around? Was it like a year or so ago when Trump was changing the citizenship things and like you had to, like, you had to be able to make a certain amount of money and was in a certain kind of job and 
like I didn't qualify, like whatever my job. Yeah. You know, I was basically what qualified me was like that I was white. And other than that, I was like disqualified from all the things. Well, you know what? They, I'm apparently the, not a productive member of Trump's society. Well, neither is he. So, you know, <laughs> you got that in common. Boom. So is there anything on there that you look at and you're like, this is outrageous. This, like a civilized society doesn't ask this of its citizens. Um, not really. I mean, right. I mean some of them are kind of just like ridiculous. Because I I do feel like this kind of stuff, like citizenship stuff, it's been honed in. It's been a it's been around for a long time. Okay, here's here's a here's an interestingly controversial one. Name one problem that led to the Civil War. Uh, states' rights. <laughs> so that that is one of your eligible answers. You could have chosen from. So they give they give you some options. Their states' rights, economic reasons, and slavery. And mm. all true, all three of those are correct. All three of them are correct. However, I would say that the economic reasons and the states' rights all hinged around slavery. Well, so the economic reasons were slavery. It's all intertwined, of course. Right. It's all slavery. They're right. different it's angles of the slavery. same issue. Like states' right. rights was the fake way of saying we want to keep slaves. We want to have economic reasons were we want to have free labor through right. slaves. Exactly. Like, all of it. But but I just love when they have the question that the word one is underlying as if there are other options really that right what's the cause well, of the only one there's like fifteen of them but you only got to name one I mean I grew up in the South where the conversation was states' rights and still is by the way states' sure. rights because that's that's it's the code right well not just the code but a misunderstanding that the states' rights was the right to have slaves oh they know they just like to say states' rights. Oh. <laughs> I, but listen, I don't think everybody knows, that. and I'm being serious. I think well, so. Texas, right? Texas just changed their um, education books, their high school education books, to say slavery was one of the causes because yes. everything said states' rights. I, I, exactly. And yeah. I remember reading that headline. I was like, "What were they being told before?" <laughs> like, <laughs> we wanted. Well, Texas is, you know, Texas is the only state that was once its own country. So yes, you know, yes. Texas is an anomaly all on its own. But but I legitimately believe uh, or know that there are people today who, when they hear the state's rights, the phrase has been passed down from generation to generation right. without the explanation of what the rights they, that were being sought after. So a lot of them is they interpret state's rights as the rights for us to just make our own decisions about what we do. But all of this for me hinges on a question of just the basic humanity of another person. Mm. I mean, all of this, all of this conversation, as much fun as we're trying to have with this very terrible, horrific, serious, you know, situation, which we have to, because I'll go crazy. I just, I really will. But, you know, I, I've been struggling so much the last three days, particularly not just with the, the why didn't we, why couldn't we as a nation show up with plowshares and not swords? Why couldn't we do that? But I've been struggling. Uh, I just, so a lot of people have posted Matthew 25, right? When I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. Right. 
when did we do this? When you do this to the least of these, you do it to me. And, and a lot of people have been posting about that. And, and I've been just hearing um, the Good Samaritan story over and over again in my head. And, and not just like which one of these was the neighbor, Right. But going back, right, who is my neighbor? And that's why the Good Samaritan story is told, because the man asks, who is my neighbor? And you back it up farther, and the lawyer asks, what must I do to inherit an eternal life? Love your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then, but who is my neighbor? And then it goes into the Good Samaritan story. And I just, I can't stop asking that question. Like, why, why is it ever okay to treat someone like this? Ever. Go ahead, Brian. Well, it's a great, it's a great question. Uh, and we have on our, on our list here another text, Hebrews 13, 2, which says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. And I've heard that one used... Uh, a number of times, but I also wonder, well, what if they're not angels and they're just people in need? Or what if they're even people who do have ill intent? What is our responsibility anyway? The human response or the moral response required, which Shannon is just wrestling with. I, I mean, I think, I, yeah, I, I, I think it's to extend hospitality and, and what happens happens. And you know, I, I'm a bit naive and I would say, let's welcome whoever wants to come here and say, yes, we have laws and a process, but we're not going to, we're not going to tear gas you. We're not going to shoot rubber bullets. We're not going to meet you with an army. We'll say, welcome. Here's how you can get started. And here's the rules we live by. And if you don't follow those rules, there's consequences, but let's not shoot first and then ask questions later. Right. So, um, I'll, I'll throw in a verse for good measure too. uh, Ezekiel 16, 49. Now this was the sin of your sister Sodom, as referring to Sodom and Gomorrah. She and her daughters were arrogant, overfed, and unconcerned. They did not help the poor and needy. Um, Shannon, you said earlier you were struggling with why we didn't or don't welcome. Uh, I'm not struggling with it because we, our current administration is not just anti-illegal immigration, they're also trying to make changes for the legal immigration process. There seems to be somewhere in the storyline for them that people who aren't born here uh, don't belong. And they're even trying to change that to some extent. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Um, right. so I, I, I'm not sure what the end game is here. But the other thing that frustrates me is the the seeming duplicity of an administration and a party that, that proclaims and aligns itself with, or says it does with Christianity, but conveniently forgets all the, uh, 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 the, the Christian elements of welcoming the stranger, providing for the stranger. Um, the, these, these are the root of Christianity. These are core Christianity. So, Right. That's my frustration. Don't pretend to be something you're not. Um, that kills me. Now, the other piece of this is, when right. you act, don't we? Sad to say, it's it's our human nature. For as long as human beings have been alive, we've been we've been saying others don't belong. 
I mean, you talk about the Good Samaritan story. Remember, the crux and the first half of that story was a bunch of people saying, this person is not my neighbor. I, I can't help this person. I am better than this person. I don't want to get involved. It, it is a part of who we are as human beings. Our, our, our job, our chore, our work is to overcome that, overcome the fear that drives that, overcome the arrogance that drives that, and actually do what you know, whether you're a spiritual person or, you know, an atheist but moral person or humanist, it invites us into our higher selves. Mm-hmm. And, and and part of it is we don't we don't recognize we don't recognize that we are all connected. We really don't recognize again that when we lift someone up, we're lifting ourselves up. When we put someone down on many levels, we're putting ourselves down as well. If we truly all got that, that's all we would be doing is helping each other out. Um, so, well, and not, I mean, so for me, this goes back to like, not only are we disconnected from our own family stories, right. And equating them to what's happening today. Right. But, but we're, we're disconnected from our, from our faith stories here. I mean, we're, we're about to enter Advent where we celebrate a couple who went door to door asking for a place to stay. Right. You know, we're about to put nativity scenes on our lawns and in our homes and tell a, tell a story, let alone, you know, two years later or whatever, however many months later that they flew, fled to Egypt right. to prevent him from being killed by Herod. I mean, the beginning of the story is, can I come in? No, I'm sorry, you can't. Yeah. And, and what, you know, it makes me really go to Three Kings Day in, in you know, Central American countries that, that they do this as a practice on Epiphany or Three Kings Day. And, and they, as a caravan, literally go door to door, knock on people's door. And these, these children dressed as Mary and Joseph asked if they can come in. And as a ritual, house after house says no until finally one says yes. And what a different mindset we would have as Americans if we had that understanding that, wait, 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 even though I've never had to do that, someone in my lineage has had to do that. Right. Or they were, you know, let alone the taken, let alone the, you know, the the killed for their land and, and those kind of things. But to understand yes. that too, we're celebrating this tradition in a way that we can't see our neighbor next to us as an angel, as a foreigner, as a stranger, the way the Bible describes as a, as someone who needs to be welcomed. I, yeah. I just don't understand. And, and I love that you brought in the, uh, our own personal history and our own family. Uh, are you losing me for a second here? No, we're good. No, we got you. We'll um, never lose you, Brian. As much as, as uh, much as we try. We've tried so hard. <laughs> But I love that you pulled in like our, our own personal history and our own family stories because so many of us uh, are displaced or dif- differently located, I should say, from where many of our ancestors originated. Uh, and this could be, you know, within generations or even much longer. And I think, you know, so it's not just that we have a religious um, guidance or scriptural um, texts to uh tell us how to act, but it's also we have our own experiences to draw on. Because I've, you know, I have atheists and and friends of other religious faiths 
who also feel the same injunction to show hospitality and welcome the stranger and call out the current uh, poor approach toward immigration and refugees. And so I don't think it just has to be religiously grounded, but I think the fact that we have a majority of white evangelical Christians and a self-professed Christian president, that it is pertinent to call out scriptural texts from your own tradition, which you claim right. to belong to, which you are acting in exact opposition to. So I think it, you have to say both on human grounds and on spiritual slash religious grounds, we are off course in a major way. And I'm and, fine if America is not a Christian nation. I'm more right. than fine, more right. than fine with that. But do not justify this faith. Do not justify this word right. to do your, your, your terribleness, in my opinion. Like you're, anyway. Yeah, I think my 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 favorite my favorite uh, protest that were happening a few months ago uh, before uh, before uh, Jefferson Beauregard uh, was uh, summarily dismissed. Um, Sessions, yeah. When he was at um, when he was given speeches, places there were clergy standing up, basically yelling mm -hmm. scripture at him to say, you know, your policies do not do not support. Or are not supported by the scripture you 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 came right. to profess your part of, um, and I it it I it, as a, as a member of the clergy, it it's it it pains me that there's people in this in my profession in my religion right. Right. who who just ignore this um, ignore this call this invitation, and I'm like, have you not read the New Testament in any way, shape, or form? And if you have. How can you conveniently um, ignore this? And again, this is not saying that that we don't honor the legal process. But if it's if it's it's, I mean, I think it's written in our constitution. I don't know. I haven't taken the test yet. Um, <laughs> but 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 it is it is a it is a U.S. law. It is part of who we are. That people can seek asylum in our country. It's this mm -hmm. is this is oh absolutely. It's, right. it's the law and we have yeah. to uphold that law. Right. And, right. and to your point, if we know thousands of people are coming, <laughs> why don't we then prepare for them to prepare and, and, and support that and, and, and process them faster. We, we have systems in place for that. But again, you know, I, I it's, and, we, you just got to keep listen, calling it out. This is not the first time people have shown up without quote unquote proper documentation. Sure. Right? This is not the first time this has ever not happened. I, before we close, I, I, as I've been thinking about this neighbor issue and question, um, you know, cause a lot of this is big scale to me and you know, what can I do for the border? What can I do for this caravan? Like I'm not there. Right. And, and I had a woman um, come in to church. She's not a member of our church, but she's connected with it in um, a couple of ways. And her, her husband died very expect, unexpectedly last week in his sleep in a nap. Mm -hmm. And she's lived in that house with her husband, raised her children in that husband for decades. And um, the sirens came and the ambulance came and she said, you know what? Not one of my neighbors came out to see if everything was okay. Oh. Not one of them. Mm. And, 
and I just, I, I to be honest, I, I got really teary and, and I was really upset just because I thought that's now her memory that she was alone mm. when that happened, you mm. know, and that, and that in that moment, it's not her job to reach out to her neighbors and say, could you come stand with me while they come and take my husband away? Like that's, that's our responsibility right. to go from peeking out our window and saying, what's going on over there, right? We don't want to be labeled as nosy or that's none of my business or blah, blah, blah. No, go outside, walk up to this woman who's been your neighbor for 20 years and say, are you okay? Do you need anything? And it maybe that need is for me to walk back to my house and leave you alone, but at least, at least that conversation. And I just, I, I think that's part of the disconnect. And I, I made a very cruel, it may have been too far joke um, to my office manager after she left. And I said, you know, what makes me angry is that almost my guarantee is that those people sitting in their win from their windows, looking on are sharing on Facebook that we need more civility and kindness, <laughs> Yeah, you know? And, oh, and they left their neighbor alone during the process. So, you know, it, there's not nothing you can do. That's, that's the part, that's the message that I say every week. That's the message I guarantee you all are saying every week. There's, yeah. there's so much we can do starting with our own neighbors that will spread all the way to that border and that caravan. Yeah. Well said. Indeed. Well said. And I'm very frustrated and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> No, I'm you don't need to apologize. There, there, there are many of us who are frustrated. I think anyone who was watching the news um, and seeing what was happening was was frustrated. Not not everyone, <laughs> but at least half of us. Sure. Yep. Let's let's yep. let's put it that way. And and to be clear, I I should I should be I should be fair and balanced, uh, like a certain should network. Should you? Um, <laughs> This, really? this is this is not exclusively a Republican Party issue, uh, you know. For all, for as much as we loved President Obama, he he was under his presidency, the most people were deported. Now it was different because these the situation was different. These were people who were found here to be illegal, as right. opposed to uh, openly rejecting folks coming in the country. Not the same situation. So I think. I think the whole process, whether Republican or Democrat, needs an overhaul. That's right. No one's hands are clean oh, in terms of our. No, no, no. Leader. Immigration needs a total right. reform. But we're yeah, what we're talking about is this situation right yes. now right. and how we're responding to this one. Yeah, and I, I do have a, uh, a a tip for you, Ogan. I think there's yes. a new a new question added at the end of your citizenship uh, test, and that is a pass fail question, which is simply: Is the current president the greatest president that ever was? This is why you don't get to write the test. <laughs> That's why he doesn't get to write the test. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, indeed. No. Any final thoughts? I think uh, Shannon kind of brought us into a nice close, but any, anything else to add? Um, uh, I'll, I'll throw in one more, one more verse, um, which I think applies here. And I think, and I think the reason that we have this sort of immigration hostility is that the, the powers that be forgot that at one point, not at one point, they forgot that they are the descendants of immigrants themselves. Right. Um, uh, Leviticus 19, 33 to 34, when a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. 
The foreigner resigned among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as yourself for you were foreigners in Egypt. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's remember then, you know, unless we're native American, we, we pretty much came from somewhere else, all of us or Mm -hmm. our ancestors did. Um, And we, this is why we've become the nation that, that we have, by the way. Oh, quick segue, quick end segue. I was at the Parliament of World Religions a couple of weeks ago yes. right. in Toronto. Toronto, yeah. uh, the UN has basically labeled it the most diverse city in the world. It was unreal. Really? It was unreal to sit in a restaurant mm. and see, uh, you could see there was at least eight to ten different um, ethnicities uh, mm-hmm. a- around me. And their motto is our diversity is our strength. Love they it. Come from a place like that. This is this is This is... It was it was just a beautiful thing. So, shout out to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, and we love you, our Toronto listeners. Yeah, and Canada in 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 general. All right, we're all moving. We'll see you next week. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Next episode live north of the border. <laughs> no, it's winter. I'm heading south. But, man. but what are borders anyway? What are borders? <laughs> Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can connect and spread the word on social media. You can listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Please rate us on iTunes. Uh, Leave some feedback, give us some stars, and that'll help others find our show. You can watch us if listening is not enough and you want to go to the next level. You can watch us on YouTube or Instagram TV. And if you'd like to find a conversation like this that you can just drop into at your neighborhood uh, brewery or corner bar, check out the official directory at pubtheology.com. And if you don't see one, you'll find some resources to start your own. And don't forget to join our growing list of supporters at Patreon. What? what? Uh, You can visit pubtheology.com to get started on that as well. So until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. We got we got 99 problems and that caravan ain't one. Uh, ooh. <laughs> nice. Wow. Exactly right. Active shooters are. That's, yes. That's, that's the show title right there. Romaine lettuce ain't. Right. Oh my gosh, you guys, the romaine memes have been I know. Just beautiful. <laughs> the fall the, of the Romaine the Empire. E. The Ricola yeah. E. coli one yeah. is my favorite. <laughs> I did not know people had such strong feelings about Caesar salads until this happened. Oh my gosh, how many people are like, we're having withdrawal? I'm like, use a different lettuce. What's your problem? Not about the lettuce people. It's it's about the dressing, always. <laughs> All right, kids time for me to go I turn oh into God. a pumpkin soon it, it was good to be all together again it, it was. was i missed you guys and look forward to next week yay next absolutely week.